Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 129, What Makes a Marriage Last? Many years ago, I would drive down a main street where we lived, and I would regularly see an older couple, I think they must have been in their 80s, walking down the street daily, hand in hand. I used to look at them and think, that's what I want. I want a strong marriage like that. When I was younger and living through the ups and downs of marriage, sometimes the downs always seemed bigger than the ups. I would see that couple and think they must not have had any troubles during their marriage. That's why they're here in old age, walking hand in hand. They must have been lucky. They must have had it easy. Certainly, they didn't experience the miscommunications, the anger, the disappointments, or the crumbs on the counter constantly that I experience. But now, many years later, here I am walking hand in hand with my beloved. It's not been easy, and now that I'm older and a little wiser, I'm convinced that it isn't easy for anyone. And if it's been easy for you, please don't email me. (laughs) I don't want to know. The difference between those who grow old together hand in hand and those that don't is not that one couple is spared any hardships or difficulties. But I think instead it is the grace of God and a strong, and I mean really strong commitment that we will not fail. Divorce was never an option for us. Michael and I have been on this marriage journey for almost 38 years. Like the downhill skier, we've hit every flag along the way. We've experienced infertility, miscarriages, job loss, broken promises, and unmet expectations. We've experienced financial issues and near bankruptcy, total lack of communication, and sadness with our own faults and feelings. We've had in-law issues, times of jealousy, and feelings of insecurity. We survived Michael's stage 3 colon cancer and serious health issues with some of our children. But we've been blessed with nine children, two who are in heaven. We've had the typical ups and downs of parenting and learned a lot about communication and consistency with the children. We sent them to school, then we pulled them out to homeschool for 14 years, and then we sent them to high school. And I tell you all that because sometimes, like I did, it's easy to look at someone else's life who's successful and say, well, they must not have had the problems I have. We've had the problems you've had. Guarantee it. Everyone has a marriage that takes work. Michael and I have laughed and cried and struggled and failed. We have started over again and again and again. And really, 
The marriages that last are the ones that keep starting over again and again and again. The ones that fail are the ones that quit. We prayed and trusted God because we were committed. And it is through that journey of joys and heartaches that we have found real love. The love that holds hands at 80, that doesn't question motives or intentions anymore. We just know that each of us seeks the good for the other. This is the love that is true friendship and a reflection of God's love for us. My parents exemplified that love for me. I watched them go through the normal ups and downs of marriage and life. And some of the downs were really down. And then I watched them dance at their 50th anniversary party. I watched the tenderness with which my dad looked at my mom. I watched the way he held her. And I saw the way she let him hold her. And the smile he brought to her face. I know the hard work they put into their marriage. I know how they sought forgiveness and they forgave each other. Why do we celebrate 40, 50 year anniversaries? Because that's a long time to be working it out with someone. It's many opportunities of forgiving and asking for forgiveness. But it is in the working it out, overcoming obstacles, the sacrifice, the take up your cross and follow me, that we truly learn to love. Marriage is a lifelong mission. It's a God-given mission and a life-giving mission. When we look at our marriage through that lens, it becomes much different than what the world wants you to believe it is. Marriage isn't about fulfilling our needs. Although our needs are fulfilled when we're living in authentic friendship with our spouse. It is about choosing to love. Choosing to see his perspective over mine. Making the choice to forgive him even when I don't want to. Putting our husband first before our children, our family, our friends, and any activities. Some days that's easy. But other days, it's an active choice that we must make, choosing to let go of our wants, our will, our desires, and seeking out what would make our spouse happy, his thoughts and his wishes. Good friends challenge each other to be their best. Marriage isn't the easy, constant, happy glow you wish it could be, or the one that you see in the movies. It's about challenging the other person to become the best version of themselves and allowing them to challenge us in our weaknesses and faults. It's about forming a friendship with another that commits to helping your spouse get to heaven. God has called you to care for that man. He whispers to you, this spouse is for you. How will you get him to heaven? And just to clarify, I said nothing about nagging or criticizing. When we come together as a couple, our oneness is a new life of sorts. We become one. At my dad's funeral eight and a half years ago now, it was hard to eulogize him without also talking about my mother. 
they were one. That's our goal. And the two shall become one, not just in an intimate sexual way, but in a practical way, daily and forever. A new life of sorts, and new life always demands sacrifice and surrender. And that's the secret sauce behind successful, long-term, hand-holding marriages. Sacrifice. Sacrifice without counting the cost, without keeping a tally, without reminding the other of our sacrifice. When we surrender our will in love, we become Christ to our spouse. Just as Jesus sacrificed in love for us, so too we love our spouse with the same sacrificial love. To love as I loved you. That's a tall order, but that's authentic love. In Michael's first love letter to me, 37 years ago, he quoted the Song of Solomon. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. And after 37, almost 38 years, I am his and he is mine. Michael and I are one. In fact, the children kind of look at us and go, what's up with you guys? (laughs) We are one, finally. We suffer with each other. We mend each other's hurts and support each other through all the ups and downs of life. We rejoice with each other in our joys, and we pray together every night, thanking God for the gift of each other. Even in all the heartaches we have caused each other over the years, we would not be who we are without those heartaches. The greatest gift we've been given is holy perseverance. Pray for holy perseverance in your marriage. The greatest gift we can give our children is the example of holy perseverance in nurturing a strong friendship with our beloved. Many years ago, we went to a marriage therapist and he boldly stated to us, your children did not sign up for divorce, so you need to get your act together. (laughs) And he was 100% correct. We look at our growing family and are overwhelmed with how blessed we are. As our grown children begin families of their own, we find a holy pride in who they are, in their strong faith life, and in the goals they have set for their own families. And we recognize that the years of hard work in tending and cultivating our marriage were worth it. We are friends, best friends, hand-holding friends. So ask yourself, are you best friends with your husband? Do you put effort into mutual discovery of each other? Are you in it for the long haul with the eye on the prize, complete oneness, and hand-holding at 80? Pray with gratitude for the gift of your marriage. Show up to your husband with gratitude for the gift of him. And know that through your sacrifice in your marriage, you are becoming more aligned with Christ and the woman that God has made you to be. Have a great week. Thank you for being here. And if you have a few minutes to just put in a review on Apple Podcasts, I'd be so grateful. Thanks. Take care. Bye. 
Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.